Well, welcome everybody. Um, this is The Calling Vision. And what we do on this show is we explore what it would be like to change the world if we were living and aligning and partnering with the vision that is calling us. So I look at it as the vision that's selected you to bring it into form. This is B.B. Harding, your host, and today I have as my guest, Ashara Morris. So welcome, Ashara. Hi, thanks for inviting me, B.B. This is great. Well, thank you for, for participating. I appreciate it. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background about Ashara, um, I've actually known Ashara for over a decade. I couldn't believe it. And uh, she and I first met in the Equine Gestalt coaching program, and she was in a group that was in front of me. And at the time, as I recall, you were working for Starbucks. I was. And, yeah. and uh, anyway, over time, Ashara has made um, several transitions. Um, probably the most notable one is that she's primarily an animal communicator. But I've worked with Ashara on a couple of projects. We've worked in conjunction with um, three other uh, colleagues and um, six courses to bring together a deck called Messages from the Ridge. And Ashara has turned out to be, I'm going to say, quite the author lately. She's uh, put out a couple of books. Um, Lavish Them with Love is one of them. And you've got a children's story, if I remember correctly. You've got another book that's about to come out. There is, so, yes, yes. The children's story is, wow, that was a long time ago. It's called <laughs> Let's Find Lucy. And I'm not even sure you could find it on Amazon anymore. <clears throat> But it's uh, it's about a little cat that likes to hide into in strange places and and you look for her in the house. It's it's kind of a fun book. Oh yeah, it sounds like a fun book. But yeah, that's it is. another thing that I really appreciate about Ashara. She is a cat lover. And she's I am her companion Ree that she writes a blog with. And um and I've met Ree. Actually I've met quite a few of your cats. I don't think I've met the <laughs> latest one. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Jackson and Ellie, yeah. yeah, yeah, Jackson and Ellie. So anyway, Shara, thank you and welcome so much um, to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, what are we going to talk about? Well, let's let's talk about what Phil <clears throat> is calling you. I know that one of the things that's up and coming for you is is a move to Wisconsin, and I would really like to talk for yes a about. How it is that the move to Wisconsin came about? Okay, well, in order to do that, I have to give you just a little bit of background. My husband okay. and I have been together for 33 years and we, we, we got to, we connected with one another because of our spiritual beliefs, which are, you know, not, they're not as out of the box these days as they were back when we first met. But we listen when spirit tells us to do something. And after we had been together for a couple of years, spirit said, we just heard, we just got this hit, move to Seattle. And we just kind of looked at each other. We were living in Colorado and we just looked at each other like, Seattle? Okay. So we packed up the cat, and, and, and I think at the time we had just one cat. We packed up the cat, and we packed up all our stuff, and we moved to Seattle. And it was the most fulfilling 23 years of our lives. Our lives literally changed 
by moving to Seattle. So it was a good thing. And then after 23 years, we looked at one another one day and said, I think I'm done with the rain. And we moved back to Colorado because we, that's where we really thought we wanted to be. So we moved back to Colorado um, and we've been here about 10 years. And about a year ago, we started getting this feeling that we were supposed to be somewhere else. And that's kind of how it happened when we moved to Seattle. So we listened to it and we're like, well, where, where should we go? Should we go to Vermont? No. We didn't want to go anywhere in the South. We didn't want to go to North Carolina. We didn't want to go to Virginia. We didn't want to go to Tennessee. So I just kind of threw out there because I was born and raised there. I threw out Wisconsin and it was like, bing, 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 bing. That's where you're supposed to go. So we started looking around and we will be moving to Wisconsin. There are a Go ahead. Okay. There are a lot of people in Wisconsin who coach like we do. So, and like, and like Bibi has said, the equine gestalt coaching. So there are a lot of gestalt coaches who went through the same program that we did in Wisconsin and where we're being directed is about two hours from anyone else. So in that air, in that area of Wisconsin and, um, it's like there's this grid that's covering Wisconsin with a touch by a horse practitioners. So we are just one more cog in the wheel. Excuse me. So when you make these moves, you had, I'm going to call them spirit love moves. When you had the moves at the time, did you feel like you knew why? You were going to those areas? No, not at all. <clears throat> we, we feel like we know more now, but we could be surprised. You know, we feel like with this move, we're supposed to go and, and do our work. And But when we moved to Seattle, we had no idea why we were moving to Seattle. And we met our, excuse me, we met our spiritual um, mentor there, we met um, some people in an organization that helped us become better entrepreneurs. We went to work for Starbucks, which I gotta, I gotta say it. If I was younger, I'd still be working at Starbucks because I like their philosophy and I like the company. They try really, really hard to do the right thing. Nobody is perfect. Nobody ever gets it right completely because we're human. But it is, I, I worked for a lot of different places. I worked in IT for 35 years and I stayed 15 years at Starbucks. That's the longest I've ever stayed any place. I can identify with that. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, a lot of, I mean, wonderful stuff came out of, out of the moving to Seattle. I met uh, I met a woman who introduced me to a horse who is my heart horse. This is, well, you can't, you can't see it because this is an audio, but right behind me is a painting of this horse. Her name was Wilma. And she is, she's still in my life. She still helps me out. She's, she's an incredible spirit being. I never would have met her if I hadn't moved there. So a lot of good things happened. And and I I feel like this move to Wisconsin is probably going to be the same sort of thing. So we're just kind of staying open. 
You know, we know we're supposed to go and do our work. What that's going to look like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. <clears throat> so well, at least nobody human knows. <laughs> at the moment, I don't know. Yes, at the moment, I don't know. <laughs> so um, you said that, you know, you met a lot of incredible people, you know, you know, things that you participated with. If you were to kind of look back on your time, especially in Seattle, what would you say was the vision that kind of, you know, brought you there and then over time blossomed there? Would you be able to talk about that? What was the vision that brought us there? You know, for myself, I was just, I was just following my guidance. Mm -hmm. So was there a vision? No, there was no vision. I just followed my guidance. So I, I let go and as they say, let go and let God, God, the universe, you know, whatever you want to call, whatever holds us all together. Um, I didn't have a vision. God might have had a vision, but I didn't. And I just I just went with the flow, which is kind of how I run my life a lot. Mm -hmm. So in, in the process of moving, you know, to Seattle and then eventually to Colorado and soon to be, you know, in Wisconsin even, is there something that you would say other than being told of going there that you feel might be a common thread for all of them? Well, it seems like every time we move, we um, things shift. So we we went from here to Seattle, and we expanded our awareness. We expanded our spiritual beliefs. Uh, I became a touch by horse practitioner. I learned about animal communication. I got much more deeply into spiritual work. Then we moved back here and carried that forward and built a business here. And it feels like now the move to Wisconsin is probably just going to be an expansion of whatever it is we're supposed to be doing. It took me a long, long time to to and I still haven't completely figured it out, to figure out who my audience is, who are the people that I want sitting in the chair next to me? Because I love talking with animals and I love coaching. And I kept trying to figure out a way to put the two together. And finally, the woman who was my business coach at the time said to me, because I was still in the, in the I spent all this money for this, for this um, equine certification, I need to do something with it. She finally said, you love to talk with animals, right? I went, yeah. And she said, well, do that. Just do it. So I took her advice and I did it. And what has happened over the years is that the people who come to me and want me to talk to their animals always have stuff going on. It's never about Fluffy's kibble. It's about what's going on in the house, in their life, 
that is causing the behavior that's bothering them that their animal is doing because their animal is is their is their helper their animal is their coach so i'm i'm coaching every skill that i live that i learned in in touch by a horse i'm i'm doing and i'm talking on the phone with animals <laughs> so it's so you get it's to do awesome. both. You get to do the both and you just didn't know that that's the way it was going to yes unfold. i get to do them both and and some of my animal communication clients have actually become coaching clients mm -hmm. so so it's been uh, it's been really really cool i never expected that ever so, so it, kind of like never expecting that, you know, working with something that you felt in the immediacy, i.e., you know, I love talking with the animals, was also going to lead you to the other half. Yes. The yes. So when that little voice, even if it's in a little old lady who's like 70 years old, who's your coach, when she says, do this, listen, you need to listen to those voices. And don't say, oh, I'll do it next week. Do it now. Because the universe is sending you a message. And it's, and it's directing you where, where your highest and best good, where your highest and best, I, I don't have the word. So your highest and best you is. It's directing mm -hmm. you there. To your purpose. I was going to say some people refer to that being like aligned with your quote, true self, unquote. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> you yeah. definitely, you become, if you listen, you become aligned. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes it, it goes down very strange little alleyways. So you just have to, you just have to go down the alley and trust that you're going to come out the other end and everything's going to be fine because never, ever, have I gone down one of those those things and regretted it? Never. In, in the process of kind of like listening for the messages, how have you handled, I, I'm assuming, that all the time it's not totally clear what to do next. So how have you handled where you have an inkling to go one direction, but it's not 100% clear what that direction is? Well, I will, I will typically try a direction and, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out or if it does, if it's not easy, if it becomes really, really hard, that's, that is a sign. That's a message that says, maybe this isn't the way you're supposed to go because things, when things are happening the way they're supposed to happen, everything just falls into place. Like this, like this move to Wisconsin. We thought we were going to be moving back in August. And uh, here it is, what, almost May, and I'm still sitting in Colorado because it wasn't time for us to go. It was, there, was, there were so many little things that needed to happen and, and pieces that need to fall into place and um, mindset and... We wanted to protect our animals because we have horses and we didn't want to move in the middle of winter. Well, the universe said, okay, then I'm just going to keep you here. So lots of little, little pieces 
have fall have to fall into place. And when they do, it will all just it'll just like be like a be like a flower. It will just blossom. It'll just bloom and we'll be like, oh, okay, that's where we go. Do you find, you know, like have there been occasions where um it's not happening fast enough. I mean, you just brought up, you know, you thought it was going to be last August and now here it is almost May. What is it that you do in the process of when it's not unfolding as rapidly as you thought it might happen? What do you do to kind of keep your spirits up, keep your, you know, positive energy going? Well, after I have a temper tantrum, I will usually um, look at the situation with eyes that are more toward the things I can't see. So the human wants it now. The human wants it to happen, wants it to happen in our time frame, wants it right now, or wants it, you know, in a certain time frame. And it's going to happen when it's going to happen. So a lot of times I just need to remind myself that it's not my schedule, that I'm not in charge of when I go. I might be in charge of getting myself there when time comes to go, you know, when the gate goes up. But um, I have to remind myself, I have to sit down and remind myself. And for humans, that's a very hard thing to do because we want to be in control. So the thing, the thing I have had to do is let go of control mm-hmm. and just know that the best thing that's supposed to happen is happening. And then, then I kind of look at it from like the back end, hindsight being extremely good. So I can look at a situation and say, okay, that's why we didn't go because this, 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 and this, all of those things would not have happened if we had left or we would be in a and we would be in a worse financial bind if we if we had gone with the house that we originally wanted to go with in Wisconsin and it all happened and I mean we would be so financially strapped that's why we didn't go because we're supposed to go and it's supposed to be easy and there was no ease in that so how have you cultivated the practice so to speak of being able to surrender to, you know, the timing that's, that's appropriate as opposed to what you feel. Well, it's, it's a long, it's a long and arduous journey. So um, if I were 20 years or 30 years younger, I might not be quite as willing as I am now to look at thoughts other than mine. So people who learn at a younger age, I say, thank goodness for you. And yay, you know, we all learn in our own time frame. It took me a long time to get to the point where I could say, all right, well, I'm just gonna let it go. I meditate a lot. We meditate a couple times a day. I do yoga. So a lot of internal things. I do deep breathing. 
uh, I focus on the here and now. What's going on right now? What do I need to do now? Instead of worrying about the future or, or, or second guessing the past, because that, that it's done. Past is done. Future hasn't happened. The only thing that's really real is right, right here, right now. So, and, and it is a process. It's a, it's, 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 um, it's exercise and arduous exercise to stay in the present moment mm -hmm. because you have to constantly remind yourself humans like humans like to worry. They like drama. They like to be in the, you know, they want to worry about the future. They want to, they want to think about the past and all those people that wronged them and all that stuff, all that drama. But right here, right now is where the beauty is, but it's, it can be really boring right there. Because there's because there's no drama, it's just there. <laughs> Nothing exciting is happening, right? <laughs> Nothing exciting is happening in this moment, except what you make of it. So right. you just have to be really pleased and excited. So I'm I'm going to shift up here just a little bit. How do you feel that you know by following you know the inklings from spirit? How do you feel that that supported you in making? your contribution to the world and how it's changed the world. Well, if I hadn't followed spirit and that little old lady who told me to be an animal communicator, um, I would not be changing lives. I would still be wondering what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And I would still be fighting it. Fight, 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 fight every second, trying to figure out who I'm, who I'm supposed to be instead of just relaxing into who I am. So I had to come to the conclusion that it was all right to be a little bit wacky and a little bit strange and, you know, enjoy talking with animals and, and people and their animals. And, um, did I answer the question? Well, yeah, I think it did. Um, I'm also going to ask, you know, when people see you now, when you like enter a room, what is it that you take into the room, you know, with you? And how do people respond to you? All I take into the room with me is me. And I become comfortable with who I am. So if they respond, they respond to me. If someone looks away, I don't wonder why they looked away. I just chalk it up to, okay, that's not one of my people. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just who I am. And I just shine. I just shine the light that's behind my eyes. Hmm. Nicely said. Um, for the people that work with you, what's the, you know, what are the comments they say about the work that you do with them? Mostly they say, thank you. Um, they they'll say things like i never looked at it that way i just talked with a woman the other day whose pregnant mare is two weeks overdue and she's she's never had the, the mare has never had a baby before so this woman is really really worried and i asked her i said did anybody ask this mare if she wanted to have a baby and she was just like oh my gosh i never thought about it 
So to open people's eyes to the fact that animals are sentient beings just like we are, and they have they have choices, they have desires. If your cat, and this has happened to me, if, if a cat walks off the property and never comes back, is it my fault? No, it's the cat's desire. That cat did not want to be with us anymore. People get really upset when their animals wander off. And sometimes, sometimes the animal has wandered off for a very specific reason, like they're trying to get the human back in their body, trying to get them present. Sometimes they just want an adventure and they go off for a few days and they come back. So people will, people get, get different, way different things out of every single session. But mostly I think what they are grateful for is the realization that their animal isn't just fluffy. Their animal has feelings and thoughts and cares about them and cares about themselves and wants to be a partner. They really, really appreciate that sort of thing. Great. I can really appreciate that because I know I feel like part of the message that I'm here to bring to the world is that there's a wisdom that exists in all things. And it's just a matter of us being willing to, to open up to the fact that, you know, a rock can give us wisdom. You exactly. Know, give us wisdom. Um, and, instead of just going, oh, just a tree, what do you know? You know, kind of yeah. not even noticing that it's a tree. Just regardless. Yeah. You know, and those, blah, 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 who cares? Yeah, <laughs> and the trees know a lot. Oh, my gosh. The, the rocks know a lot. I wrote a blog about um, some rocks that are up in a rest area up in the mountains, and they are ancient rocks, and they have seen so many things. I felt so honored that they would speak with me. Mm -hmm. But they wanted somebody to hear them. Yes. And they wanted somebody to, to share what they had to say, which essentially was a very, I mean, it was a very positive message. It was just like, you guys, you got to know who you are. You are, you're so, you're such beautiful beings, you know, stop fighting, start looking around you, start so appreciating that you're part of the whole. I know that you, you know, you focus on like the animals and things. I'm also aware that you're starting to, I don't know, dabble may be an inappropriate word, but you're starting to become more aware of shamanism. And mm -hmm. are you thinking that that's something that's going to open up for you even more in Wisconsin? Or may not have had any thoughts about it. But... Uh, I do. I, well, it might. Um, if the If the Native Americans there don't come and try to scalp me because... Some some people um, some people who grow up with that can take issue with a white girl um, saying I'm a shaman and I am by I am not by any stretch of the imagination a shaman I'm a baby shaman I know just enough to be really dangerous but I. I'm continuing my studies and continuing to learn and and um, I'm taking a course right now with uh, a man who's been a, sham a shamanic practitioner for probably 50 years. 
and and uh, some of the stuff that he's he's taught us is just amazing things I would never have thought about. And it's not it's not about I mean it's there is a ritual involved, but it's not about just the ritual. It's about what's behind the ritual, and that is what I want to get out of shamanism. And that's why I studied shamanism was to open myself up to to possibility to spirituality not not so i could go in and clear somebody's house or do that kind of thing i i did it for myself i did it so that i would be more comfortable with a foot in the spirit world yeah i think one of the things that i know in conversations that i've had with you um you know I think one of the things that's opening up even more is being a co-creator with the land. And, you know, this is something that you were talking about, the potential place there in, in Wisconsin mm -hmm. um, that you thought you were moving to and how you started the conversations with the land and how it wanted to be um, taken care of, how it wanted to be put to good use and things like that. I'm imagining that that's something that will get even deeper for you as you move forward. And yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. Um, you know, we we looked at we looked at another place out there and thought it might be really good for what we want to do because it had some really nice outbuildings and stuff. But when I saw it in person, it just didn't feel right. So the land may have been saying no. Mm. And that might have been what I was feeling. The land did not want that there. The land wanted to be something else. So when you were talking with the land, what kinds of things were you sharing about what you wanted to accomplish, you and Glenn, you know, when you moved there? What were some of the things that you Well, we told we told the land what our thoughts were about how we wanted our business to go. We want to open a healing arts center. We want people to come and appreciate the, the beauty and the serenity. We want them to be respectful of the land. We want to teach them those things. And, and we want to help them move. So it sounds really egotistical, but we want to help them move up the evolutionary scale. We want them to open their eyes, to wake, to wake up to what's all around them. And I don't mean that from the from the, the woke thing. It's we want them to be aware of their surroundings and how much it impacts everything. And the land said that's exactly what we want. We want to raise the vibration of the planet. And if you want to do the same thing, you are welcome to come here and do it. Great. Um, were there any other things? I know that one of the things that I appreciated in your sharings with me personally was the fact that you learned that the energy of what the land in this one particular place, that uh, some of that energy is going to follow you to whatever piece of property you end up going to. Yes, thank goodness. The land warriors. We call them the land warriors. And it's um they they have they've made themselves known 
not only on that land, but I was I was doing some shamanic studies and and um, while I was doing the shamanic studies, they showed up. They was they were and they showed up to somebody who had never even heard of them or knew what they were, but he saw them. And he saw exactly what I have seen. And and it was uh it was a pretty amazing thing. And we're so so we are really, really grateful to the land warriors. And there, you know, I suppose we could ask them, you know, like, okay, you guys, you know, where do you want us to land? <laughs> but it's the other way around. It's like, no, you find the place and we'll tell you if it's suitable. So mm. so they're letting us kind of lead the way and then they'll 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 weigh in because they their 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 feeling is if we bring the right energy and the land is open to it we can we can make it happen right and and they'll just they'll just come along the land has to be open to it so for you do you feel that it's going to be a step <clears throat> let's call it a big step or a little step to be a co-creative partner with the land it's going to be a huge step mm-hmm. huge step yeah it's not it's not something that that we have ever even thought about so just in that just this exercise about moving to wisconsin has been a huge education i know that one of the things as an observer of your trip to wisconsin or you moved to wisconsin is I've really appreciated the fact that you just keep really have grounded into if it's meant to happen, it will happen. And if it doesn't happen, you know, like you talked earlier about the timing, it mm-hmm. won't happen. Mm-hmm. And how comfortable you are with that. That's been something that, you know, I highly, highly respect. Oh, and, thank you. You know, that you you have just said, you know, no pressure. You know, they can they can tell me I need to make an offer today, but if it doesn't feel right, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if they tell me that somebody else is coming in and might take it away from me, great if that's what happens. <laughs> yes. You know, you've just it, it's not a resignation either. It's it really feels like, you know, I've experienced you in your conscious and deliberate choice mm-hmm. to to be aware of as you put it, it's meant to be easy. Mm-hmm. It is. It's meant to be easy. It's not meant to be drama. Right. And and we we will not do drama. Mm-hmm. So at least not there. <clears throat> at least not there. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it sounds as if, you know, one of the possibilities coming out of, you know, moving to Wisconsin is working you know, in partnership with the, you know, with the land that you'll be on and raising the vibration and the consciousness for people to be aware of what it's like to be a participant here on the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, a really good way to put it. Yeah. Who's there, there, any... the... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask uh, is if there was any wisdom that you would want to give people right now what would that be you know what you've learned over your over your years 
I'm, I'm thinking. You're going to have to edit out this long pause. Um, well, you know, it sounds really trite, but it's so true. It's that old saying, don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. Be who you are and love who you are. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. You are you and you are cool just the way you are. Doesn't matter if you're geeky or beautiful or ugly or fat or thin, it just doesn't matter. You are who you are and you are the perfect you. I think that's a great piece of wisdom to take away. I know it's one that I've really been focusing on. You know, who you are is who you are. Yeah. And 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 I don't mean that in a trivial way of like that's an excuse for who I am. I mean that in accepting who I am. Yes. It's been you know, a big lesson. Yeah, just loving yourself for who you are. Yep. There's always room for improvement. But you might as well just love yourself as you are right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you don't have to look like Susie down the street. Right. <laughs> you know, you can just be, I can just be Ashara and you can just be Bibi. And, and the people who resonate with us, will come, they come into our life. And those are the people we cherish. Yes. That's true for me. Very true. So yeah. I know that you're in the process of moving, but if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can send me an email at ashara at harmoniesheartcoaching.com. And my phone number is not going to change. So you can always send me a text, 720-737-0495. Great. Ashara, thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank and you, baby. And best wishes on your move to Wisconsin. Thank you. You have to come and visit us. I absolutely will. <laughs>